app, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Like, drop a comment, subscribe, even a five-star review wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Anthony Totri, joined on this motivational Monday mm. by Shane Diefenbach to my left, Sean DePaz to my right. Guys, I just want to start off by saying... <sighs> it's a malicious you, Monday. It's uh, not yeah, I was going to say, what's motivating you? I, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what it is. It's, it's Monday. It's the start of a new week. New opportunities, new chances. I suppose. That's one way to look at it. Yeah, there's a new opportunity, new opportunity for, for a shooting guard. At a basketball school. program. Yeah. My God, yeah, you, you bring it up. The big news for, for ASU today um, on the basketball side of things is guard Jay Heath reportedly looking uh, to get out, entering yeah. the transfer portal, um, kind of seeking his options, similar to what Jalen Graham did uh, before he ended up going to Arkansas. Just initial reaction to uh, Heath leaving the program. Um, I don't know. I mean, it, Bobby usually sticks to an eight-man rotation around that, so... I, I would expect Jay Heath probably, as you said this morning, it's probably has to do more with playing time than what the actual program is. I don't think there's any like ill will, ill intent. Yeah. Um, but it sucks. Uh, definitely one of my favorite players ASU has had in the past couple of years just because of how fun. I mean, obviously he was only here for one year, but just because of how much emotion and intensity he played with. And I, ju- I just really enjoyed his game, especially obviously from the offensive perspective. He was yeah. just a... A really solid player all around could hit the three ball consistently and Soft also finisher could, <laughs> could finish hard when you <laughs> needed him to because man was he a good finisher. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it sucks to see him go, but you know it's not like Marcus Bagley can't, is coming out and saying he's not playing next year. It's yeah. not the biggest loss. Yeah. But I'd say it's a loss nonetheless. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I. I it, it was sad to see. I. I mean, average double digits is average double digits all three years he's been in college. So like. That's production that you're going to miss, to, at least to a certain extent. Um, like you, Shane, I was, I've always been a big fan of his, so definitely sucks to see him leave. I think, kind of like we were talking about earlier today, it makes Bobby's life a little easier in figuring out in terms of who he's going to play. Um, now it opens up the number five for the one, two, three, four, five lineup also. So four and five are now gone. Yeah. Interesting. I love like how that's where we're at. That's huge. <laughs> Shane, Shane has always been on that train. Oh my God! Kind of, kind of, as you referenced, I think this has to do more with the fact that Heath understands the way Bobby's teams normally go. Um, I, I'm, I've been a big fan of Austin Nunez. I know you as well are a big fan of Austin Nunez. I think does that mean I'm not? <laughs> I don't know. Are you? Are you a big fan of Austin Nunez? Very much. So. Um, I think he's going to get some serious playing time this this year. And as a freshman, I think that's going to be just huge for the program going forward. Um, I think there's probably going to be some bumps like there is usually with any freshman that's going to be starting right off the rip. Now, I don't know if he's going to be starting, but I do think he's going to get a lot of playing time. But just looking at this roster, right, like I know Bobby typically sticks to eight-man rotations, but like I can't remember a team this deep that he's had when you look at it, right? So we assume Nunez is going to get playing time. DJ Horn, Bagley, Alonzo Gaffney, Warren Washington, Jemiah Neal, your favorite man, Enoch. Mm. You've got the Cambridge brothers. Like, we're already at nine there. Yeah, I don't know. Enoch probably doesn't get as much run as he got last year. Um, he didn't get a whole lot of run last well, year. I think though. he gets probably even less now. Really? I feel like with, if let's say Gaffney and Washington both start at the 4-5 spot. And Bagley's a big three. Uh, he, they, don't, they don't run teams like that. They wouldn't do that. So you think Washington or Gaffney comes off the bench? Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. I don't think they play. I would love Bagley to play the three. I just don't see 
th this team running like that. I hope so. That'd be nice. But but even then, like that would be a big. Lineup. But you don't know what you're getting from the Cambridge Brothers. You know you're getting from one. Yeah. yeah. So, so you think one of them ends up starting at the three? I don't know. I I just I don't know. Well, there's there's still so much that yeah. could come in and out of this team. Fair. The one thing I will say about Heath leaving is. Well, the word that I always come back to with him is consistency. Exactly. Um, he was the only guard that yeah. shot over 40% last year. Yep. So that's kind of sucks. But maybe this team will be more consistent. You know, you're 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 returning a lot of key pieces. You're not just returning three of them. And you're assuming you're getting your best player back. Yeah. Assuming. Uh, it doesn't hurt, but it's not great. I think it hurts a little bit. I I think uh, there was points last season where he was the guy where if you needed someone to like get to the basket, he was that. I think he was the best finisher. On oh, the team. Luther, you forgot. Oh yeah, oh, and Luther because you and Jermaine. Do you say Jermaine? Yeah, because you're looking at guards now. You have DJ Horn and Nunes mm -hmm. as your ball One, handling two, guards. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, you don't. That that's where Heath. That's where losing Heath hurts. Yeah, yeah. you don't have another ball handling guard outside of those two right now. Yeah, and as you as you both said in terms of consistency, like. We, we both know, or we all know what DJ Horn is capable of from a scoring perspective, but, like, when he's cold, he's ice cold and Jay Heath last Oh, season. I'm sorry, Desmond Cambridge. But, so you got three. That's fine. Yeah. Um, Heath was the consistent guy when, when Horn was cold, when Marion was cold. Like, Heath kept this team in games at points last season, um, but it's just going to be kind of a TBD. I know you've been a big proponent of this team. You said it at the end of the Pac-12 tournament. Um, that this ASU basketball team is going to be one of the top teams in the yeah. Pac-12. First round by, I think. Do you still feel that way? Yeah, I don't think Jay Heath is that important. Like, I, I'm a fan of his, and I think it hurts, but I don't think he's, like... I think Bagley is probably the only guy that ASU could lose, and I would be like, okay, maybe this changes things drastically, but otherwise, it's going to hurt. But they, they, like you said, this at least what this roster is shaping up to be is relatively deep, so I'm not that concerned um, I'm just really curious to see where the leadership is going to come from on this team. Like, I guess it's Bagley, but he was like he didn't play all last year. Again, that's so. assuming. I mean, we he says he's coming back. Uh, yeah, I don't know why we're so pessimistic about like, because. Yeah, I mean, I know why, but ASU like, fans have been scarred. We have. <laughs> yeah, that is true. That is true. But I just I, it's one thing to like say to a couple people that you're coming back, and it's one thing to go out of your way when no one was really expecting you to. To say that you're coming back. Yeah. Um, I mean, Jaden did the same thing. Yeah, but that's a whole other situation, I think. Uh, the football program is a whole it's a whole different beast. Um, I don't think Bagley would have said he was coming back if unless he wasn't, unless something drastically changes. I, like, he, I, he's not gonna, I don't think he's transferring at this point, so I don't know. But it'll be interesting. I bring up the point of what you had to say in regards to ASU being a top Pac-12 team next year because Andy Katz released his way too early <laughs> top 36 teams um, for the upcoming season. He's got in terms of Pac-12 teams, he's got UCLA coming in as the number three team in the yeah. nation, Arizona at seven, and I believe that does it for the Pac-12 in the top 25. Actually, that does it for them in terms of the top 36. Other teams no, under consideration no. include USC, Oregon's 26, and Oregon. Oregon's on 26. this list, am I looking at the right? Andy Katz, top thirty-six as of eight hours ago. There oh, was no, I'm one looking that, at April eighth. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So the latest ones, he has Oregon under consideration and USC under consideration. Interesting. Um, and then UCLA and Arizona, but those are the only teams 
um, in the Pac-12. You want to talk about something getting weak in an already weak area? Three-point shooting. Yeah. Jay Heath yeah. was the best three-point shooter on ASU last year, percentage-wise. Well, they lose him and Marion, of course. When Marion was shooting from three, it was, I mean, it was fun, to say the least. I don't know. I mean, Alonzo Gaffney, he's a sharpshooter. Okay? Shooter. <laughs> I'm here for it. I'm looking at the, the three-point percentage. Can anybody tell me what Jalen Graham shot from three last year? 12%. Like 37. 5.6. Wow. I thought it was going to be something crazy. <laughs> I can't even remember the last, like, how many how many threes did he take? Does it say how many attempts? I can find that out. Like, uh, my God. But back back to this uh, while he finds it. Do you think ASU is a top 36 team in the country? Because if they're a top Pac-12 team, a top four Pac-12 team. They don't have to be top 36 to be top four. He was four. one of 18. Pac-12 is not that good. Um, no, but I'm saying there's two under consideration here, and there's two in the actual top 36, right? True. So those would be the four best teams. So I guess the better question is, do you think ASU is better than one of these four? UCLA, Oregon, USC, and Arizona. Uh, I, think I think they, they can be better than, than Oregon. I think they can be better than Oregon. Isn't I, Oregon I, getting a really good recruiting class? Are they? I don't Probably. know. I don't, I'm not big in on uh, Oregon recruiting, but <laughs> I, I think I think this team is capable of being a top four team. I like, uh, by no means, like, I, I, I'm confident in it, but it's not like a lock. Like, I don't think, like, it's ridiculous that they're being left off the top 36 or anything like that. I, I just think I have a lot of faith in Bobby. I feel like it's good. We're not going to see a team that started off as bad as they did last year. Um, because I mean, even if they got hot, like, but that's so that's why it's so weird is because Bobby's team usually starts off really good, yeah. But like, if they had gotten hot like a month earlier, like, we're talking about something completely different, I think, about what that last year's team was. Um, so yeah, bro, fucking Oregon has two five stars signed, okay. Well, one of them being Dior Johnson, oh, fuck, Dior Johnson, Dior Johnson, and they have a seven foot Syracuse commit star. who decommitted from Syracuse, five star center, seven feet. All right. Well, um, so we got our USC. own. We've got our own five-star center in Enoch. Um, oh <laughs> no, um, I don't know. I, I think this team might surprise some people. If they finish fifth, I guess I wouldn't be shocked. But I, I still feel confident that they're they're capable of, of finishing top in the top four of the Pac-12. We'll see, though. I, I think this is the different. This year is going to be a lot different than last year. I think this is really the only thing I'm sure of. I think there's a lot more star power on this team, honestly. Depends on your definition of star power. Um, Guys that could take over a game. I mean, obviously you get that with the return of Bagley. But yeah. like again, I'm I'm personally, and this is a comparison that in terms of talent probably doesn't stick well, but you look at what Christian Coloco was able to do at U of A last year. Like he definitely was able to take over some games just from a size perspective. Like with Warren Washington here, I'm excited to see what it's like for ASU and what Bobby can craft offensively with a seven footer, especially, you know, we, we know what he's been able to do with guard play. Like you, you combine Austin Nunez coming in, um, the return of uh, DJ Horn, Jemaya Neal is going to take hopefully another step forward. Yeah, like this team, uh, I think is capable of a lot. Plus, this, if the transfers can show out, like what yeah. we what we think they are, um, two four seven right now has them as the fourth best transfer class for next year in the nation. Yeah, I like in that. the nation, I do. I do say like. This is something Shane and I were talking about earlier. I'm a big fan of Austin Nunez. I think we need to pump the brakes a little bit. Like he's nah. barely a top 100 recruit. He was 90. He's 92nd in the country. Like I, he's skilled, and I think he's going to be good. He's, he, but I don't. We're not. I, I'm like we're not getting a one and done. Like this is a, well. This, this is the thing. Also, you can't go into it with the mindset of 
this man's going to tear it up. But you also can't go in the mindset with he, he might not do much. He's undersized, blah, blah, blah. You just wait and see. Yeah. Like, you can't assume anything. Um, you've seen um, players that come in. Like, Jemiah Neal wasn't supposed to play at all this year. He just that you didn't assume yeah. he was going to do anything, and he he played a bunch. Um, do you think there's a possibility that he starts next year, Jemiah? Yeah, I'd say Luther would probably start ahead of him because they they do the same kind of thing. Luther's a little better on offense, um, but again, he's really raw. Him and Enoch are so, such raw freshmen, like yeah. such raw talent. Um, and also somebody that we haven't talked about at all. Another guy that you can't get too high or can't get too low on is Duke Brennan. Yeah, yeah, six uh, ten yeah. center, adding some height. Three stars can be sneaky good, man. Um, Desmond Cambridge was a three star, and Devon was a higher ranked three star coming into high school. Or no, sorry, Desmond Cambridge wasn't a. a, a he didn't have any stars coming oh. out of college or coming out of high school. Wow. Yeah. Uh, Devon did. Kind of the roles kind of flipped. Yeah. Uh, Desmond's the better one so far, but you don't know what. You really don't know what to expect until you see these guys gel because, as I said, you just can't get too high and too low on a recruiting class or a transfer class. You just don't know what they're going to bring. Gaffney's another guy that wasn't supposed to do a whole lot. Yeah. Jimmy, uh, and I feel like I'm, I'm setting up excuses before they even start, but two years from now, when you have presumably a year of experience for Nunez, another year of experience for Enoch, Brennan, um, I feel like the, the, the building blocks for a – like a pretty solid team for a couple of years is definitely there. Um, Jemiah Neal. I don't think Bobby has that kind of time though. Um, I think this is a this is a season where there were already rumors in the middle of last season that Bobby was on the cusp of not yeah, but returning. That's just because of how poorly they started. I don't think that's happening again. No, but I'm saying if this team doesn't get to the NCAA tournament and they get bounced in the Pac-12 tournament in the first round, I don't think Bobby comes back the following season. No. Yeah, if 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 the same thing happens, it's going to be hard for yeah. people to say he it's tournament or bust for Bobby. I think at this point. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, I'm, you it, think an it, NIT championship saves <laughs> Bobby's job? Well, it depends on the season. Like if yeah. if the same type of shit happens again, you just can't blame it on Locke anymore. But you know, if they if they just miss the cut by They're a little f- bit yeah, and they first four out, yeah, maybe. But I don't know. It's yeah. it just sucks. There isn't a lineage of players that you know like it's it's it always seems like in the last the last three years it's just been in and out and the only the only constants are kamani lawrence like really and that's it and now you're you're hopefully returning dj horn you're basically getting a new player back and bagley because you didn't really see him at all this year that's another thing one is bagley going to make a as big of an impact as everyone thought he would his freshman year and two is he even going to play <laughs> well that's another thing i think we're talking a lot about how we're gonna have him back and he hasn't shown that he's able to stay healthy yeah so. and but if he does from a positive perspective he could have gotten better um yeah. this is a guy that that wants to play in the league with his brother and he has all of the things you can't teach yeah yeah i'm excited i think this this is going to be an interesting year but i think it's going to be a trend in the right direction Last last little question about AAC basketball before we move on. How much do you guys think the pressure on Ray begins to put on these other programs? I feel like if you're Bobby, like I don't think it matters. I think you like I don't think Bobby is gives a shit really about the football team or any of that. Like no 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 not no, not in that saying, sense. I'm saying Ray, like how much pressure is on Ray for this team to succeed? 
I don't think it matters if the football team still ends up be, is still like continues being a train wreck. I don't think it's. I mean, unless they win like a national championship or something or a Pac-12 <laughs> tournament, like I don't think it's gonna matter a whole lot. Um, I feel like the football program being such a train wreck is ultimately what's going to dictate whether or not he or how long he keeps his job. Yeah, it depends on the landscape, man. It depends if 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 it is all if a lot of the the reason why the football players are leaving is NIL and seeking opportunities, like we saw. Um, Messiah Swinson today tweet out yeah. any local opportunities in Tempe. Like if they, if they really have to go out and get it themselves rather than them welcoming in, that's not going to bode well. Yeah, I mean this is the future, and it's ridiculous that it's gotten to this future. point. Future, Squidward. Future. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't think it has a lot to do with success. I think it just has a lot to do with like the willingness to adapt yeah. for Ray adapt and or die, and the willingness of ASU ASU's upper echelon people to just be like that's fine or yeah like is there a conversation even happening right now with them are people even talking about what's the problem here like yeah. is he being targeted not just by fans but also within the school we don't know like is yeah. anything going to change yeah. probably not yeah well, that sucks. that's fair so i mean it sucks for the players um especially on the football team because i think that's where a lot of obviously the nil stuff like just kind of the line gets crossed at that point. Uh, but we talked about it, right? Like a lot of new players for ASU basketball, specifically Tempe's welcoming them, um, and DraftKings is welcoming new customers. You know? Did you know that, guys? Yeah, I did. New customers Couldn't help can bet just $5 on any NBA team and get $150 in free bets instantly. You win no matter what. Plus, place the same game parlay each day with three or more legs and get up to $25 back if one leg doesn't hit. Guys, how'd your betting weekend go? Bro, I got murdered. Did yeah. you? Literally? Okay. I don't know if I want to say this. No, I'm not going to say this. That bad? It was... Yeah, I had one day that was really bad. Um, How bad is really bad? I just... It was bad. Um, Compare it to something. My picks went really well from the... Be or they went okay from Friday's show. Mm -hmm. But I just tried to get a little too cute. Yeah. Uh, and then last night, I was I pretty much broke even on my bets during the day. And then I was just like, the Suns can't lose. And so I went pretty big on them and lost. <laughs> so a bad weekend, but I've also been spoiled the last like two weeks. Like I'll lose a little bit of money and then just like hit big on something stupid. So I deserve this for now. Yeah. Uh, Jeff Kings put you in your place? Yeah. Unlikely. I tailed Owen on a USL parlay. Oh, did it hit? No. Huh. It was not like it was not like a drastic failure. I think it was just one a leg miss. Oh, no uh, way. One leg miss in a parlay. That sounds crazy. How does that? That never happens. I'm, I, salty. I wasn't attacking you. It sounded like you were. I, I'm uh, attacking everyone that loves to parlay things. Just, just bet, bet straight, guys. Um, but I had been betting two of the Coyotes rookies, McBain and Smith, to score their first NHL goals, and Nathan Smith did just that over the weekend. So I got, I got a, a few bucks off of Nathan Smith's first NHL goal. Now I got to wait for McBain. Still waiting on Julio. Yeah. yeah, I was going to ask, did he finally hit home? No. He's been playing really well, though. He had a couple gap doubles. He drove in a couple runs the other day. Um, he's he's trending up. Uh, but they Bobby Wood Jr. hit a big hit against them, too. He, he, Rookie pretty, of the year. Huh? I feel like every at-bat is just, like, there's just... The thing that's that, that's better is he was striking out looking. He struck out looking, like, 11 times in his first, like, games. You were worried he was going to get sent out. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was with, in the first, like, eight games. But now he's starting to hit the ball a little bit. Um, 
Yeah. Well, let's hope everybody can do better on their bets than we did this past weekend. Oh, yeah. What about you? Yeah, it wasn't a great weekend. Yeah. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Now use promo code PHNX. Bet $5 on any NBA team to win their game during the first round of the playoffs and get $150 in free bets instantly. That's promo code PHNX at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. 21 plus, there's an only gambling problem called Way Ahead Next Step. New customers only, a minimum of a $5 deposit. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Not gonna lie, guys. My, my tummy's making noises right now. What'd you eat? Uh, a fig bar before this. Can we talk about why bars. there are so many fucking figs in this office? They slap. There's not any. There's no. There's no figs. Okay, there are fig <laughs> bars. Sure. There's <laughs> hundreds. What they're called. That's what I just said. Fig bars. They're really good. Yeah. What? No one was attacking you. No, but he was like, "Well, what are they called?" And I was like, "Fig bars." Uh, That's what I just okay. said. The fig bars. I didn't the... say what they were called. You see, he just said, why are there so many figs? Yeah, like, just said, not, why there's there's not, like, actual figs in the office. There's yeah. just bars with fig in it. Mm-hmm. Um, regardless, blueberry fig bars go fucking Crazy. stupid. They're so good. They're like, um, what are they called? Like, the... the mm. Fuck. Those, they're like the bars that are like that, but they're long. Fig Newtons? No, no. Nutrigrain oh. bars. They're like Nutrigrain bars, but... Yeah, but, like, denser. And yeah. they're so good. They are. Eh. I'm not a big fan of fig anything, really. They don't taste like fig. Well, I guess I don't know what figs taste like, but they just taste like nutrient bars. Let us know if you're watching. Do you like figs? And if you do, do they hurt your stomach like they hurt chains? It's not hurting. I'm just like, I'm, I'm giving a fair warning to all the fans out there that may be listening with headphones. If you hear a little tummy rumble, don't be a little scared. It's okay. I'm definitely a little tummy scared. rumble never hurt anybody. I'm definitely going to be fucking scared. <laughs> My God. Well, we talked about ASU basketball. It wasn't a great start to the week for them. Oh. It was a great start to the week for ASU football, which is something we haven't said in a long time. Or yeah. I won't say great. It was good. Yeah. It was a net positive. It was mm. there you go. That's the way you say it. Um, Iowa State <laughs> offensive lineman <laughs> That's Joey how Ramos you do the words. transferred to ASU. Um, ASU over the weekend also got a cornerback from Auburn. Um, I believe his name Roe. I don't know what his last name is. <laughs> I forgot what his last name is. Um, but overall, just like what Sean, I'll start with you. Which one of those guys is going to be more important Road down Torrance. the stretch? Roe Torrance. Hard name. Um, he's big, too. I'm he's like 6'4 yeah, for a corner. He, uh, he's, he's a prototype uh, outside guy. I really like him. <laughs> like, I don't know what the offensive line is going to look like, really. I like the Joey Ramos thing because, A, I think the offensive line just needs that. Like, it needs as many options as possible, yeah. considering the turnover they had. And, B, like, he was a productive offensive lineman. Like he was offensive li- lineman when Brees Hall was running all over the place at Iowa State. Like mm-hmm. that is that is a, a nice yeah. thing to have. And he has experience. Um, it says last year he played all thirteen games, although primarily on special teams. But still, like he has Big Twelve experience. I like. I just like getting experience from any of the other Power Five conferences. How about the SEC? Give Bro. me Roe Torrance okay. as the most impactful. Ooh. Secondary, man. Yeah. Secondary's lacking. I mean, I'm not going to bl- – you know what? I, I almost went back to what, what we have heard in the past with ASU football saying, oh, the secondary is actually going to be really – I don't believe anything a player tells us anymore. <laughs> I, don't, I just yeah, can't do it. Fair. I can't do it. So I'm going with what times. I'm thinking. The secondary is in a bad spot going yeah. into the season. Okay. I'm not saying they're bad, but as a collective, they're probably not going to – they're going to be the weakest part of the defense, I think. This is, gives you a guy who, hmm. I don't know. Oh, the boy's part of the defense. Okay, yeah. 
I was yeah. thinking, I thought you were just saying the weakest part of the team. And no. I was like, um, like, yeah, I, 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 yeah. I just think getting somebody that not not many not much playing time at Auburn, but you know, five tackles or something, and like one pass defended last year. You don't end up you don't end up at Auburn on accident. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but six four one ninety seven. I love tall corners. Yeah. They're one of my favorite like types of defensive players to watch. Yeah, just the way they play the game. Um, so yeah, excited about that. Excited a tall corner. I don't know what it is, but they always bring you juice. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, like fair. like Sauce Gardner sauce. brings you juice, he and that's a sauce. completely different situation. But like I'm just saying, guys like that that play downfield on runs and break up a pass, and then their their long limbs are flying everywhere, and you're like, yeah, yeah. It's like this, but then their arms stretch from the 50 to the 20. Um, Joey Ramos is a Phoenix boy. Hmm. Deer, Deer Valley, Valley High School, yeah. So, six five, what three three oh five? Give me that just for just off the low yeah. six five three oh five. Yeah, it's a big deal. Um, this is three oh five. Dolly, dolly. Yeah, no, I like I like a I like getting local kids. Like I like seeing local kids come back or get come here as opposed to leaving. Shout out Ricky Pearsall. Um, and I just you know I'm a fan of the beef. Um, I do like a nice tall corner, but like I just think. There's, I don't know. I, I'm not as concerned about the defensive, the, the secondary. Like, the secondary we saw, uh, at least the corners, I believe, play in the Las Vegas Bowl. And, like, the second half of the Las Vegas Bowl, the defense was unbelievable. Um, so, I'm not, like, overly, what? I'm just laughing at defense being unbelievable against a Big Ten school, but it's whatever. Fair enough. Um, but. And Wisconsin know. was very good at throwing the ball last year. Yeah, no. Run team. I mean, that's, I guess, and it was Las Vegas Bowl, but yeah, <laughs> but but still, they were playing with most of their their players. Like they didn't have many people set out. They were ASU was playing with basically their B string defense, and they looked okay. They looked solid. So I'm not like, and I, and I don't think there's like issues with like, I I think there's. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> Did you just say B string? Second string, second B string team. or B team, yeah, yeah. a I B string. You combine them. That's a crazy. String? Yo, happy Monday. I saw Sean over the weekend in Old Town. He was wearing like, this crazy pink B string. I'm disgusted. <laughs> you don't even know what a B string is. It's just a no, head- but I know what a G string is. No, so it's I can just only a headband. What a B string is. Yeah, it's, it's just, just a, a headband, bro. Like a, it, it's a bean string. So moving on, <laughs> football and softball. Yeah, so we're gonna talk softball about softball. Now. What the fuck happened? I don't know, David. You wanna, you wanna, you wanna hop on the, the mic and explain, David. explain yourself. Softball expert. Yeah, I'm actually not concerned at all. Yeah, um, David. That's what I like to I hear. I was honestly more concerned with how the team played against Utah than the two losses to Stanford. I feel like this is well. Apparently, this is Stanford softball uh, this entire year um, because they. Won two games against UCLA, yeah, who is Giant killers. Yeah, they're the oh sorry, they're the runner-ups in the women's college world series, and then ASU. So I don't know. I'm really not concerned at all. Um, I feel like this is also just Stanford athletics in general. Like yeah. they always do this. So when Oregon was really good with Chip Kelly, like they always beat Oregon. Um, when USC was really good with Pete Carroll, like they always beat USC. So I just feel like this is Stanford. I don't know. I I think it's kind of good. To not necessarily lose, but you know, then you don't have to like worry about the pressure of like, oh, we have the longest winning streak in the country. Yeah, yeah. that's true. So yeah. I'm not worried at all. Do you think it. that Stanford uses its math? They use something. Yeah, yeah. protractors. It's that, 
It's that tree mascot. That yeah. thing's up to something. Yeah. Me and Sean. Yeah. Me and Sean tried to jump him. I but we it's but, on site. But, excuse so. me. We tried to jump him, but then we decided against it. So that that's what that's why we, we our try failed because we stopped ourselves. Yeah. We let him live on. If we had wanted to, we could have ended the tree. Yeah. Um yeah, I'm not like it was a matter of time. Like this is kind of the nature of baseball softball. Like yeah. you it's so hard to win games, even if you're the best team in the country. Like and like we mentioned, coming into the series, Stanford's a team that beat UCLA, who's supposed to be the best team in the Pac twelve. Like I'm not shocked. It's not that they lost two. Like I would have, you know, I would have felt a little better if it was just one, obviously. But I'm like David. I'm not very concerned. Yeah. I think this is still going to be the best, if not like the second best, if not the best team in the Pac-12 when it's all said and done. So I don't know. They're they're going to go into that UCLA series eventually, kind of on an even playing field. Like they both lost to Stanford. They're both in like similar positions. So um, it's fine. I'm glad that the streak is over now and not in the postseason or against UCLA, something like that. So I'm still like, super excited for that UCLA series in a couple yeah. of weeks. That's going to be like, I get they both lost to Stanford. Stanford's good, whatever. But like, I still think that. Is pack, that here? The Stanf- UC, yeah. <sighs> UCLA is in Tempe, yeah. I think that series is still going to be the like telltale sign of who the real team to be in this conference is. And yeah. ASU is a get right series against Cal this yes. weekend. Yeah. So yeah. And Tempe they can, too. They can get back to who they are. They're at home. They have another week at home against UCLA, um, which will be really nice on having to go to Los Angeles like last year where they got swept. And I think they scored one collective run in four games. It was something ridiculous like that. So, yeah, it'll be – they should be fine. Yeah, I don't think that'll be the case. I think this team is still one of the best in the country. It's not time to jump ship. Um, I think ASU softball is still – ASU still a softball school Yeah, as of right yeah. now. So My biggest concern about that series was just the bats didn't really show up. They scored yeah. nine runs over the series, and they scored – 10 in the first game of the Utah series. Yeah. So, like, um, that's a little concerning. But I think ultimately this team has been so good over the course of the season that it's they deserve, like, to have faith in them even if they even if they had got swept in the series. I would have been like, all right, like, it's it's still Trisha Ford and ASU softball. 100%. I still have faith that they're going to be able to, like, even in that UCLA series, I still have faith that they can win that series. Um, so it sucks, but I'm not overly concerned. Yeah, there's still a lot of reason to be excited about ASU softball. It was a rough weekend for them. Also, a very rough weekend for ASU baseball. I wouldn't say. I mean, the last uh, game was the very Sunday. Rough. Was, Sunday was Sunday was very rough. rough. The first, the first one was rough. Like the way that they yeah. lost that game, but that was rough. You split, you split the season series. That, yeah, exactly what I said going into this. Like I predicted them to go one and three in the series, and I, but one like, I, like I, or one and two, yeah. Um, but like, I, if you had told me, like I said, prior to that first game against Arizona, that they were going to split the season series with Arizona, I would have taken that. Um, it, the, Again, the way that they lost on Friday, concerning. It's the same stuff that we've been talking about. Pitching is inconsistent. They don't have any pitching depth. Um, but they managed to pull out the Saturday game. I will take a season split. Yeah, you just, I mean, Sunday specifically, you look at that 4-14 to game. My God, that seventh inning um, <laughs> was, wasn't ideal if you're an ASU baseball fan. Uh, Sun Devils gave up seven runs in that seventh inning. Uh, which really led to the downfall. It mm-hmm. was what six to three going into or six to seven three going into that seventh inning. Like there was still hope. ASU had done it before, right? Where they've come back in games, but it's just it's that bullpen, man. Like <laughs> I don't know 
what it's going to take or if we are going to see it get right by the end of the season? I don't know. I don't think that's not the kind of, I, don't, I don't think that's the kind of thing that happens in baseball. Like, bullpen doesn't just get right. Like, they just don't have good pitching. Yeah. The bullpen is not very good. Um, so they win games in spite of that or the bullpen outperforms who, who they are. But the reality is, is that they just their pitching is the weak point of this team. They don't have a bullpen. And that is going to be the problem for the remainder of the season. So what does ASU baseball need to do for the remainder of the season to, at the end point, be like, you know what? It wasn't great, but it was still a success in terms of Bloomquist was here for his first year and ASU did blank. At this point, I want them to finish above 500. Um, it's, uh, otherwise, it's like, I don't know. Maybe do something in the Pac-12 tournament. Just like don't go on be... a crazy losing streak to yeah. end the season. I feel like it's kind of like basketball. The situation basketball was in. Like I hate that comp you... so much. No, but I, I mean in terms of like how is the like, – at this point, what is the success for in this season? Finish strong. Hopefully make a splash in the Pac-12 tournament. Otherwise, it's like – I don't know. What was the expectation for this team to begin with? Like, yeah. there, it was – I don't know. It's, it's – You got yeah, a new coach. It, That's it. Yeah, it's a new coach. It's a new coach. Um just don't, yeah, like Shane said, don't finish on some, like, don't give up some, like, big losing streak. As long as they can keep kind of splitting these series, not getting swept. You got four more series in conference. You win, you split those, and you'll be okay. And you got to beat GCU, I feel like. You can't get swept by GCU. Over yeah, the I would like them to beat GCU. I, I think that is good. a horrible look. I don't know, give GCU a little bit of credit, I guess. Well, I'm like, giving him credit, but, like, you can't lose both those games. I mean, they can. ASU baseball is not a very strong team, so like, I wouldn't be surprised if they do. Like but in that. terms of like the program in general, yeah, like, that is if if you lose that series. I mean, they're not losing to NAU. Like GCU is still a Division One school. I mean, like, like it's just it's kind of it's it's one of those things where it's like if they like if they if they end up losing like the next eight games over the course of the next however many seasons see GCU. Sure. If they lose two to GCU this year, it's like, it's the same thing. It's like, it's a new coach. Uh, this whole season yeah, but like, is kind of like... At what point is that like, uh, I'm sorry to cut you off, but like the expectations for the women's basketball program, right? They're going to be getting a new coach too. Yes. They're returning some players just like ASU baseball did. The expectations are higher for ASU women's basketball than baseball, I feel like. Are they? Are they? What I are the expectations like they are? for ASU basketball? They missed you, the tournament last year. You They're lose losing. the heart and soul of your team in Taya Hansen. And the, the... They're returning their best player. Yeah. Yeah, but they, they not only are they losing Taya Hansen, they also aren't getting Miles Child's best. And they lost someone named Charlie Turner Thorne. Like, I don't think the expectations are crazy so high either. for that team. I didn't say they're crazy high, but they're higher than what they were for ASU baseball. What no? The, not really. Like, I don't know. What were the expectations for ASU baseball? Like what were you expecting? I, I think that like this it's is, not what I'm expecting. I feel like everybody is expecting ASU baseball. This school was a baseball school. At one yeah, point. but that was just because it was a big name higher and Willie. Like I don't think, I don't think anyone was expecting this team to like win the Pac-12. I'm not like, saying, but like, do you realize where we're setting these expectations at? Is what I'm saying. Is our expectations for these programs are to go slightly above 500, and that's a win. I think, but I, I think regardless, when you look at these programs, if you look at any school, any program that gets a new coach. It's it's one of those things where it's like process. It's a process. You know, I just got a fucking new coach, and they were fucking the number one seed in the NCAA yeah, tournament. but look at what a, a U of A was prior to their new coach. Like that, they have been a strong program. They they've been successful. I get Historically, what, I they get were a strong, program. They were a strong I, program a year before. I like, get what you're saying, Totri, but you're not you're not get yeah you're not getting a U of A type 
talented team that you're walking into if you're Willie Bloomquist. You're getting a, a, a team that's been below average, especially yeah. with the last couple of years. Like it's hard to it's hard to set expectations to to finish top in the one of the top teams in the conference if it's just if it's just fucking Willie Bloomquist along with blah blah. blah. David, what do you think? Bloomquist has also never been a coach before. Yeah, yeah exactly. And while Tommy Lloyd wasn't the head coach at he was Gonzaga, at, he was at Gonzaga. He was like the number two guy for like forty thousand years. <laughs> one of the greatest college basketball. And he's going players. back there after Mark Few retires. Yeah, Stop it. Exactly. Yeah, so God. you know, I I understand where you're coming from, but I feel like that that's a little of a and and, and I don't, technically I don't really agree with that comp with like ASU or U of A basketball. And, and and like I I understand why you're saying that like set hot why are expectations always so low? They're to the fucking floor. But what 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 makes what makes you why would you what would you set the expectation at? Yeah, there's no for reason ASU that. baseball. Yeah, to I don't know be one of the better teams in the Pac-12. Historically, this program has been not in the past couple years though. Historically, I'm at historically. one point, at one point, the military academies were producing Heisman candidates. Like like it's, okay, it's, I'm not program, talking about 80 years. No, but I'm saying this program has not been good recently. Yeah. There's no reason to believe there was no reason to believe that this team was going to be. You get a turnaround in the next couple of years. Yeah. You don't expect to turn around immediately. I literally when you're just said like a mediocre team. If you coming into this season, if you had told me they were splitting the season season series with Arizona, I would have taken that. And that's kind of like the team in general. If you told me that they're finishing slightly above 500, I, like that's a, not a win, but like I'm not overly disappointed. Like I wasn't expecting this team to come out and shock the world and be like ASU softball. Like, I wasn't you expecting can't, that. You, no, can't, I think, you can't go to Outback Steakhouse and expect your steak to taste like Wagyu. <laughs> that's not my expectation, but sure. I think you're underestimating just how bad this team is considering they had their worst start to the season in 20 fucking years with Willie at the helm for their first for his first season. But it's not Willie's team. Like it wasn't this wasn't again, Willie's it roster. But he's never this is coached. Division 1 Athletics. But he's again, yeah, again, he's never coached before. Like if you want to get on the Then that's on Ray. Yeah, yeah okay. If sure. you want to go there, okay. sure. Sure. But like but you're, you're talking, talking about expectations, the expectations, for the team. expectations shouldn't have been higher. They're meeting it expectations. They shouldn't have been high. 100%. They're not meeting fucking expectations. I think they are. I think that, like, historically, what this program they is supposed to be. They just got the shit kicked out of them sure. on Sunday, 4 to 14. To You're Arizona. like, yeah, that's meeting expectations? Yes. Them getting their shit kicked out of them by Arizona is what no. I would have expected prior to the season. Well, that doesn't surprise me at all. I them splitting the season se series, not surprising. The, historically, yes, this is supposed to be a great baseball program. David, the last few years, this is not. Get out of here. Yeah. Yeah, I think U of A was at one point ranked number 10 in the country. Thank so yeah. I'll definitely take a 4-14 four loss. It means that ASU got two other wins. Um, and, oh, I had another point. Oh, shoot. <laughs> Come oh, to the mic man. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, trying, man. So they're like right under, they're one game under 500. I think they had 35 losses with Tracy Smith last year. They're very much outperforming. How Tracy Smith did in his final year at ASU. At ASU, so yeah. even if it's ECU, not Arizona an incredible improvement, probably better than last year. They are still building yeah. and it's still getting better. And the expectations, as they get better and as you get more into Will Bloomquist, they will get higher. And they won't like be happy about getting their curb stomped by. <laughs> yeah, I just think it, it's the same thing with new coaches all the time. You, you know, got, you know what that is. Told you just got Roddish. That's what we're calling him. Roddish. Roddish. Yeah. Actually, Roddish. I was gonna say. I was nice. like, I don't think you pronounced his name. That's but Roddish sounds cooler. It does, and it that's what it should be. <laughs> okay. All right. You uh, know, <laughs> the mic, so people we can't hear you. We got one more topic, huh? Just, 
Yeah, but before we get there, I think we can agree that ASU baseball is uh, lacking their athletic greens. Right? Mm. Anybody? Anybody? Yeah, it's, at least the bullpen is at, well, yeah. athletic greens. I think the entire fucking team, but that seems to be where we disagree. Athletic greens is a no-brainer. It supports better sleep quality and recovery. Athletic Greens has over 7,000 five-star reviews. It costs you less than $3 a day, plus you're investing in your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com forward slash sundevils. Again, that is athleticgreens.com forward slash sundevils to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Guys, last topic of the day. Came across this on Twitter. But it's a lot older than just what I saw on Twitter today. So Jordan Davis, the ginormous defensive tackle for Georgia, going to be a top 20 pick in the NFL draft easily. Um, Just a monster of a human being. Today I found out that growing up, he was a big DJ at parties. And when I say big, I mean physically, not like actually. Uh, But he went by the name of DJ Oreo. It's far. It does go hard. I couldn't tell you if it was because he liked Oreos or if that was just like the name that he went with. But what would your DJ name be and why? So I I did use to DJ college parties um, uh, for my fraternity. And my nickname in my fraternity was Father. So the son's chat calls me DJ Father sometimes. So I already have one. Um, but... Thinking like to maybe like what was it earlier? DJ Murder on the Light Rail. Oh, Murder! Murder on the Murder on the Light Rail. Um, (laughs) I don't know. Uh, maybe like DJ Public Transit. (laughs) That goes hard. DJ PT. Yeah. Um, I have made DJ Horn. (laughs) 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 No, you. Um. We, uh, I have made a song with a friend one time, and the, the I guess, pseudonym I went under was uh, Tortellini Tino, and I fucking <laughs> love Tortellini that Tino. That goes hard. Right? Um, Tino was like a nickname I had growing up, and my family called me, my parents called me, so Tortellini Tino, and I, lo- I fucking love Tortellini. It's kind of got the same energy as DJ Oreo. Like, it's Tortellini Tino. a food that I like. And Is it on SoundCloud? Uh, Where can we find this? I don't know. I don't know. I just my friend makes music and he asked me to put a verse, so I just it was a, it was a joke though. Oh, so you have no idea where it is? No, but it could be on SoundCloud. I I want to find it. Yeah, David, that is your your mission <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> this week. Find Tortellini Tino's verse on whatever song that was, um, and maybe we can get that to be our intro music from now. On. Um, I hate to bring it back to this. I just I just want to be right. Um, about I want to be right. ASU baseball. Go. Their preseason prediction, coaches poll, finished seventh in the conference. Guess where they are ranked right now? Seventh. Seventh. Expectations okay. met. Anyways, yeah. uh, what's your what's your DJ name? Expectate. You just you, you pissed me off, Sean. DJ you know DJ bad take. DJ expectations. Yeah. DJ expectations. That's what I'm going with. DJ Smoothie King. DJ through the DJ roof. Smoothie King. DJ Smoothie King. <laughs> you're you're drinking smoothie from somewhere else right yeah, now. Yeah, I know, but I'm still going. DJ, DJ one stop. DJ one stop kind of goes hard low key. DJ stop sign. DJ protein. DJ stop sign. DJ. <laughs> DJ No Carbs. DJ Cutting Season. And on that note, DJ you can follow season. the show at phnx.sundevils. DJ, DJ Segway. You can follow me at Anthony underscore Toetree. Toetree. Go ahead, Shane. You can follow me on Twitter at Shane Deef. Deef. You can follow me on Twitter at Sean underscore to pause. Murdering the light round is always on. Murder. Murder on the light round. Murder on the light round. That's not nice. Peace.